Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash dissonance pod for your free audiobook download. Cecil here. I just wanted to let you know that the Apocalypse Without Borders uh, charity drive that is supporting Doctors Without Borders is up to $2,200 as we speak with uh, Tom and I's donation. It's going to... probably uh, exceed $2,500 at this point. We want to remind people to keep donating. If you, if, you, uh, if you haven't donated yet, we'd love it if you could donate just a little bit of money. All the money is going to go to, to, directly to Doctors Without Borders. You can go to our website, dissonancepod.com, and, uh, and click on the link on the left-hand side of the page. I have no doubt that Senator Brown is a good husband and a good father to his daughters. But this is an issue that affects all of our daughters and our granddaughters. And what matters here is how Senator Brown votes. So he's gone to Washington and he's had some good votes. But he's had exactly one chance to vote uh, for equal pay, for equal work, and he voted no. He had exactly one chance to vote for insurance coverage, for birth control, and other preventive services for women. He voted no. And he had exactly one chance to vote for a pro-choice woman from Massachusetts to the United States Supreme Court, and he voted no. Those are bad votes for women. The women of Massachusetts need a senator they can count on, not some of the time, but all of the time. I want to go to Washington to be there for all of our daughters and all of our granddaughters. This one really matters. There's a lot at stake here. You have another 20 seconds if you wish. No. Let's you know, move on. I think that says it all. I am, I am a mother of a daughter and the grandmother of granddaughters. And this is about their future, and I want to be blunt. We should not be fighting about equal pay for equal work and access to birth control in 2012. These issues were resolved years ago until the Republicans brought them back. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mad. It turns out Cecil is also plenty of one-star reviews. <laughs> we get those on occasion. Oh yeah, look, you know, I mean, honest, honest, honest feedback. That's what I desire is honest feedback. Real constructive criticism, like the criticism left by Listener83 on iTunes. If you like fuck being used every other sentence, then listen on. Listened because I was interested in the topic, kept waiting for it to be discussed, but ended up turning it off because all they wanted to do was joke around with each other. (laughs) One star. (laughs) I gotta gotta say something to him. What's his name again, Tom? Listener83. Listener83. 
Are you mad, bro? <laughs> Are you mad? No, I, you know, it, it's funny because he doesn't say fuck. No, he, he what can't. he says yeah. is if you want to hear F, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. And I don't think we've ever said F, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign on this show, ever. I've never, I know I've never said F, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> I feel like I need to take a nap. It's really a long time to say something. We, th- we want to thank listener thirty eight for his uh, for his in depth review um, and his obliviousness to the explicit tag and the fact that everybody else is saying it's a fucking funny podcast full of swear. Uh, yeah, Glad but you but don't like one it because star, it's funny. Way to go! Thanks, bro. You mad? Um, so we just wanted to make sure, we just want to check to make sure you're not mad. That's all. <laughs> we just want to make sure. That's the one thing we want to make sure about. Episode 69, by the way. I'm not saying. I thought we were going to gloss right over it. No. I thought we were going to skip right because I normally skip right over 69. We can't. You know? <laughs> so missing. I just thought we should probably skip it. The very first story we're going to talk about is from Tribune.com. It's also from everyfuckingotherplace.com. Um, this is a story about uh, a, a girl uh, attacked by the Taliban. Um, uh, her name is Malala. I'm probably mispronouncing that. I'm certain to mispronounce her last name, but I'm going to give it a shot. Yusuf, Yusavsi? Yusavsi? That's it. Yusavsi. Yeah. Anyway, um, she was a National Award Peace winner, um, and uh, she's all of 14 years old, so it only stands to reason that the Taliban would uh, mark her for death and shoot her in the head. Yeah, shoot her in the face. Yeah, that's that's what you want to do. Taliban, there you go, guys. Those guys are that, – that, th- those people are – they're they're pretty awesome. Hearts and the, minds, uh, people. Hearts and minds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what? What does this say? Taliban, right? The, the Taliban, a religious organization, religion, of course, making the world a better place since, well, since fucking never. Yeah, actually. that would be the time. I remember yeah, that never. when it was never fucking the case. never. And this is another yeah. example of religion making the world a horrible place <laughs> because you know you're ma- they're mad about it, Tom. They're mad about her becoming a Western Westerner. It's like fucking holy fucking barbarian, Batman. You know, what the fuck? You fucking shot her in the face because she wanted to learn a thing. Well, at least they opened fire on a bus full of school children yeah, to do it. Yeah, you know, it. I mean, yeah. You know, there at you some go. point when you're like, all right, we need to figure out who's next on the list. <laughs> yeah. Who's won a Peace Award recently? Yeah. Let's, let's get them. All the who's Peace Award winners. for stopping violence? Like, let's kill all everybody who has won a Peace Award. Like, are you going for the fucking National Irony Award? I mean, really, you're gunning down Peace Award winners? Isn't peace? I mean, can't we just all kind of say, hey, you know what we all, we we can't agree on a hell of a lot. But peace? Yeah, I think we can all kind of get down with that. At what point are you like, well, peace, Mm, controversial, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with violence and bloodshed on this one. What? Yeah, and and what does she want? She wants to. She she said she you know that she wants to. Uh, she, she wanted to learn things. Like that's what she wants to do. She wants to push education. She wants to make sure that other people have the opportunity to learn things. And it's like, oh, sorry, no. You know what? We've got to kill this girl. We've got to stop this girl. She's such a threat. A fourteen-year-old girl is such a threat 
that you've got a killer, your your fucking religion is weak sauce, man. Yeah, no kidding. Your your ideals and your your moral structure is is pathetic. I mean, it's truly just epic fail, total pathetic. You should be ashamed, so ashamed to even associate yourself with with that that method of thinking. I would be if I was if I was a Muslim, I would be ashamed of this. I would be absolutely ashamed. And this person, Taliban spokesperson, uh, Taliban spokesman, because spokesperson yeah, right. would assume that there would not be a, a <laughs> chance need, that it could be a woman. You don't need to not, be gender neutral yeah, with the Taliban. <laughs> definitely need to have the gendered gendered uh, 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 pronoun here. Taliban spokesman, uh, Esulana Ehsan, I guess. I don't know, fucking whatever. Um, you should read the person's name, though. You know, because that person is a fucking coward. And here's how you know they're a coward, because they said they called and and said that they did this shit by telephone from an undisclosed location. Yep. So, you know, fucking bravo, bro. Got fucking some big nuts on you. Way to way to hide hide in your little fucking hovel and be like, yeah, we totally shot that girl in the face. You are fucking great. Pat yourself on the back. When you're losing the war of ideas so badly. That your argument, your argument, your your counterpoint to a 14-year-old girl's cries for uh, uh, education is gunfire. Like, when you're like, you know, man, I'm such a big fucking man. Like, I'm such a fucking tough guy. I'll totally shoot an unarmed 14-year-old girl on a school bus. That's how tough I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll run away and take credit for it from the phone. <laughs> and then I'll threaten her again. Because they've gone, they've gone, they, they, yeah. they've come oh, back yeah. and said, you know, if she survives, we'll just keep trying to kill her, because we're so afraid. We'll, we'll, we will lose the war of ideas. That is really what they're saying by doing this, right? They're saying we will lose this war of ideas. We have to make this a war of bullets. We can't let this be a war of ideas because we have no ideas to put in their place of these other of of, of better notions. We have no ability to to argue from a humane or intellectual standpoint. The only way for us to win this argument, you know, it's like it's like a cannon, right? You know, it's it's a king's last argument. It's that's that's what you've got is is cannons. It it's the same fucking thing. You're like, well, shit. We 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 could really we could debate her, you know, I mean we could we could get a we could each have a podium and you know we debate the issue. Or we could shoot at a school bus full of children. Yeah. I'm gonna go with school bus full of children. Yeah, and when you're, you know, when you're terrorizing your own people, you know, these are your daughters. When you're terrorizing your own daughters, you know, you're you're a fucking pathetic parent too. You're you're pathetic parents. You know, yes. the whole the whole institution over there is fucked because you have so little faith in yourself and faith in in this religion and you know, it should be able to stand up to scrutiny. But it's not. It's not. You, instead, you want what you want to do is you want to bully these people. You want to bully these girls, these young girls, into stopping uh, learning, and uh, and they're finding that the that the physical threats and the physical threats of violence, the physical threats of poisoning, things like that, aren't working. It's right. not working because you have young girls like this who are saying, "Fuck you." You know what? I want to learn, and I'm going to tell everybody in the world that I want to learn. And now what? Well, I guess we're just going to have to take more direct methods, and then they go and shoot her. They should surround this person with like a SEAL team. Like I, that's tax dollars well fucking spent right there. 
Go yeah. send a SEAL team to surround the girl and get her to fucking uh, like start uh, making it change over there. Because you're never going to be able to change it by fighting them with guns like you say, Tom. You're only going to be able to change it with ideas. And the more and more people feel that the more and more people that feel less scared about coming out and saying, I'm a woman, I deserve to learn, my daughter deserves to learn, the more it's going to change. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. See, so this story is from globalpublicsquare.blogs.cnn, CNN World. Ghana grapples with mental health. Well, that's fucking one way to put it. Yeah. The other way to put it is, don't be mentally ill in Ghana unless you enjoy being chained to a tree at a prayer camp. Unless, unless you, you want to be Fido. <laughs> this is a terrible story. It's, 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 basically, the story is... Uh, Outlining the abuses against uh, those with mental disabilities in Ghana, it's it's beyond awful, but it's oh, also gosh. just baffling. It's like, remember that time? Um, imagine, imagine the commercials, right? Like we see commercials for like you know Effexor and Abilify and you know all the okay. It's like you know in Ghana, it'd be you know down in the dumps, feeling low. Have you tried being tied to a tree and starved? <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of that. Man, I was feeling sad the other day, and then they tied me to a tree at a uh, prayer camp and withheld food and sleep. Now I'm side feeling... effects may include exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Some patients may experience horrible death <laughs> and more being crazy. More, yeah, extreme loneliness. <laughs> right? How is this supposed to... Like, you've got to wonder, like, the thought process is, mm-hmm, oh, yeah, yeah, we got some problems with that one. Yeah, you know it's probably going to make them feel better. <laughs> yeah. Horrific abuse. Like, wow, that's a really angry gorilla. Why don't you go poke it with a stick? <laughs> no, but but one of the things that, that, that I think that is the most important part of this is that this is coming under the guise of religious treatment. Right. That of this isn't – it's not just – tie your kid to a tree outside, you know, in the backyard. It's take your kid down the street to profit fucking dipshit, whatever his name is, and they will tie him to a tree for you. You can basically let your kid off there and they will tie him to a tree and feed him maybe if they want to. They don't have to. Maybe you might want to bring the food because sometimes they don't feed them and leave them outside. Like that, I don't even know who thinks that that's a cure for mental illness. Like I don't even like really. That's that's something that just that just boggles my mind. There is obviously a, a complete lack of education, right? They they, they they have no ability. These 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 people have no ability that are that are going through this treatment and that are bringing their relatives to these fucking horrifyingly awful human beings. You know, they, they don't they don't have any ability to understand. You know, because they've never been educated in in mental illness and psychiatric uh, procedures and and in uh, diagnosis and treatment. You know that that shit is it's obviously not part of that world. Because if it were, you would not chain people in small dark rooms yeah. 
with a bucket to piss and shit in yeah. in a fucking sweltering hot summer day while forcing them to undergo mandatory fasting as prescribed by religious prophets. Because I've, you know, I haven't read the whole DSM-4. I think it's DSM-5 now, I'm sorry. I ain't read the whole thing, but I'm passably familiar. And I am aware that at no point does it recommend that as a treatment for anything. Yeah, Other than I, happiness. I, haven't, I haven't even looked at it, and I can tell you that's not in there. I haven't even looked at it. Yeah, and the other thing too, when you talk about this being, you know, this is like you said, it's a prophet, it's the person they're they're using religion, it's abuse. But since people think that religion has this sort of de facto morality, they can do this sort of thing and get away with it. They can do like they can do as they wish with these people and they can look at the people, the people that are around them will look at them and say, well, it must be good because they are religious. Right. And that's harmful. That is that's an evil. And that's something that, you know, there was a while back, Tom, that you had a a, a, you and I were talking. We're talking about, you know, religion getting this de facto sort of reverence from people. In in the same way, you know, being able to come right out and say it's religious, therefore it's moral, is another evil because this is something that they're doing that is completely immoral, right? And they're getting away with it. This is from ThinkProgress.org, Arkansas State Rep. If slavery were so god awful, why didn't Jesus or Paul condemn it? Wow, boy, you know, Arkansas State Representative. You really got me there, John Hubbard. I, you know, <laughs> bully for you. Slavery for everybody. No, I don't think that's going to work out. I can no. answer the question. <laughs> Go ahead, Cecil. Because they lived in the fucking Iron Age. <laughs> that's why. That's why they didn't condemn it. Right? You dumb motherfucker. That's why. I mean, you look at this image of this guy. You know, you can't get more hillbilly no. than standing behind that Confederate flag with that you know, gray ass, big old stash beard he's got and looking at, you know, kind of looking sort of sideways inbred at the camera there. <laughs> you can't get more Billy than this dude. And, and really, you know, he's talking about, you know, why was it so awful? Basically, the, you know, it was around before, uh, you know, slavery was around and then government came and took our rights away. And, and I was having a conversation, Tom, recently with someone um, who's a, a PhD in theology, and we were having this conversation, and we were having a conversation about reg- religious fundamentalism, and he was talking about uh, religious fundamentalism, like especially like the Ten Commandments. He was saying he's like the Ten Commandments are absurd if you if you are a believer in Jesus. He's like because in a couple of places in the Bible, Jesus basically says there's only two commandments. The uh, love, and I'm going to read them. Basically, they're 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 both in. There's one in Matthew, and there's one in Mark. And I'm going to read the one in Matthew. It says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind. That is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is, love your neighbor as yourself. And the law of the prophets hang on these two commandments. So he basically said all the other ones, the ones that we talked about earlier, get rid of them. These two are the most important." So all these people that fucking go back to Leviticus, all these people that go back to the Ten Commandments, like you're not even following your fucking the, – the prophet that you, you chose to follow. I hear that. I hear what you're saying. I hear you. But part of me thinks like if I were, if I were in charge of the Christian faith – 
Right. Give it, well, and it's a good thing I'm not <laughs> for a lot of people. But if if why would you even? Why wouldn't you just be like, oh, those books don't work anymore? Bloop! <laughs> like chuck them in the whatever. We don't yeah, need we, them. Get rid of them. Delete like, just, them. Yeah. Why even invite the confusion? Yeah. You know, it's like well, then Jesus came and said, not it. To all that other stuff, be like, oh, not it? Said Jesus. Well, then get rid of all that shit in the way. Like instead, it's like, well, we're gonna keep it, and you should really read it, but you shouldn't listen to it or pay attention to it because later it'll be contradicted. Yeah. Like, wait, why? That's just inviting confusion from people with beards like this. Look (laughs) at the beard on this man. You cannot look at the beard on this man and think that is a guy with an IQ over seventy-four. You can't look at the way he's dressed. Look at his suit jacket and his tie. Tom, he looks like the guy from Silence of the Lambs with a beard. I mean, <laughs> that's what he looks like. He does. But, but you know, this. let's take this back to what he's saying when he's saying, you know, why isn't slavery okay? And you say, okay, well, you just talked about Jesus. Well, what did Jesus say? In your fucking book, dummy, I'm fucking reading it right out of your book, love your neighbor as yourself. So unless you're into fucking bondage and slavery, you can't fucking have slavery and love your neighbor as yourself. It's impossible, dumb fuck with a beard. Right. Yeah, the, the, the two are obviously mutually incompatible. It's, it, 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 they can't. Yeah. So when he says, coincide. why isn't Jesus against slavery? My answer to him is, one, he is dummy. And two, it's an Iron Age fucking book. Well, when you put it that way. It sounds almost like this is some, a, a bad argument. I mean, this, this is this is clearly a guy who picks and chooses. You know, we've talked about this on any number of occasions. He's a he's a pick and chooser. Yeah, he, he's obviously picked and chosen which flags he wants to pose next Fucking to. Fucking A does. You know, and he clearly picked that tie. Although I can't figure out why you would. And when pick you that have tie. the Confederate, I mean, the Confederate flag to me. People are always like, oh, it's about rebellion. It's about rebellion. It's about rebelling against this. No, it's about fucking, it's about being a hillbilly. Yes. It's it's about thinking that blacks are inferior. That is what it's about. Don't fucking kid yourself. Don't pretend that it's about something else. Uh, of course. It, you know, and even if you were to say, well, you know, I it, it's been uh, reincorporated into this sort of Southern pride mantra you know, and it has nothing to do with uh, the Confederacy. That's nonsense, obviously. But even if you were to go with that, at some point you just need to recognize this does not make me look good. Right. Right? Like you've got to manage your image. I don't care who you are. Even just a regular person walking down the street, right? We all manage our image. You know, I don't walk down the street in a Speedo on a hot summer day. Maybe it would be more comfortable for me. Thank goodness, though. But my God. My God, I manage my image a little better than that. At some point, you have to recognize, like, this is going to make me seem to be a dumb fuck hillbilly. And unless my perception that I'm trying to give to the world about who I am, unless I'm trying to say, I am a fucking dumb piece of shit. If that's the perception you want to give the world, fair or unfair, then stand by your Confederate flag, you dumbass. But if you want people to take you seriously, if you want if you want people to look at you standing at a podium and think, that's a man who's got ideas I want to listen to, then you fucking ditch the Confederate flag. Yeah. My God, you may as well be like be wearing like bib overalls and a John Deere cap and like with a gun slung over your shoulder. You could not look worse right now. He might as well be punching some white dude in blackface. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like really, like there's right. there's some 
and 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 again, just like the people who were fucking hanging chairs a couple weeks ago right. to show like you know their their dissent for Obama, when really what they're saying is I'm a racist fuck who remembers Absolutely. that we used to lynch black yep. people in this country. Yep. The same thing applies here. You're identifying yourself, so you know more power to you. It makes me not one. It makes me not want to vote for you. Two. It makes me want to stay or clear you. Makes me want want to just make sure that I never see you, never talk to you, never associate with you on any single level. I don't care what it is. I don't even want to be behind you in traffic. <laughs> so Cognitive Dissonance has a brand new sponsor. We've got a sponsor in Audible. Um, for those of you not familiar with Audible, Audible is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming. Audible offers over 100,000 hours of audio programs from 270 content providers that include leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, podcasters, and business information providers. You can get a free audiobook download. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash dissonance pod and get your free audiobook today. Um, Cecil, you and I both use Audible regularly yeah we i've been a i've been a subscriber for a couple years tom you've been a subscriber since 2006 i you know w- one of the things that we wanted to make sure if, if we were going to be sponsored by someone it was, it was somebody that we you know that we used something that we used we're very happy to uh to offer this and then let people get a free audiobook and support the show we're happy that you can you can use that energy that you said, I'd like to support the show, to get something out of it. And we think Audible is a great deal. We both, like like Tom said, we both subscribe. And uh, and the book that I think that, you know, if you're going to get a free audio book, Tom, I think one of the free audio books, if you haven't heard it, Christopher Hitchens, God is Not Great. Both of us have, both of us own that book through Audible and both of us really enjoyed it. And I don't think there's any other way to listen to that book than have the author, Christopher Hitchens, read that book to you. Yeah, I, I, I've actually listened to that book twice. Um, beats reading. <laughs> I've listened to that book twice. Um, and I've, I've enjoyed it both times. It's, and you're right. Having the author read, um, that does lend something to some books. Not all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. For sure. But in this particular case, Hitchens, he's he's a little hard to get used to at first, especially for an American like me. I, you know, there was times where I thought he was talking a little fast, but uh, but his punchlines and how he delivers them, I think, is unique. And uh, and and it's a great book. This story is from Huffington Post. <laughs> this guy's name is awesome. I'm going to mispronounce it for fun. Charlie Fuckwa, <laughs> Arkansas legislative candidate, endorses death penalty for rebellious children in his book, God's Law, The Only Political Solution. I've got to just point out that yeah. when you're writing a book about only solutions or final solutions, <laughs> maybe your editor ought to chime in and be like, hey, this is creepy as fuck. Also, you endorse killing children. There are some parallels here, which make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Very I, uncomfortable. I think it's great. I think, you know, this is, this is the way in which to get children to behave. I mean, I'm not a parent, <laughs> right? So it doesn't affect me at all. You know, you want to make sure the kids behave, you start killing them one by one. Right. Because that totally works for people who are going to kill people. That totally works for people who are going to, you know, be involved in uh, in torture and kidnapping and all those things that we may or may not kill you for in this country. 
even just prison in general. You know what I mean? Like punitive punishment stops crime and stops people from misbehaving, Tom. It's a fact. Absolutely. That's why we have no crime. That's, that's have why there's a zero percent crime rate in this country. <laughs> we have one of the largest uh, populations of people currently incarcerated uh, and then anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world, from right. a percentage standpoint and from a numerical standpoint, we've got an incredible number of people incarcerated, and that's why we have a 0% crime rate in the States. Yeah. <laughs> it's also – and take fucking all note. All of us are incarcerated. <laughs> We're all incarcerated. And take fucking note because this is also why they don't have any homosexuals in Iran because they kill them all. Yeah, no kidding, right? right? If yeah, you're, this is, you're, that's so awesome. Is it's like that's how you get them to listen to you? Like right. you kill one of them? That'll teach like, them. You know, the kids don't even know. Like, what do you get, a five-year-old who fucking wrote with marker on the wall? Sorry, little Jimmy, I got to shoot you in the face. <laughs> like, all he did was write with marker on the wall. I understand. It's going to put you through some fucking, you know, you're going to be angry with your kid. You know, I get it. But that doesn't mean you should pick them up and shake them till they die. <laughs> this is, you know, what he's saying, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Look, I'm not saying you can just up and kill your kid. No, what I'm saying on, is no. you should take if them to a kill, judge. If they're going to kill your kid, you should be able to kill your kid. Right. And he, but he's like, he's he, he like qualifies. He's like, whoa, whoa, don't get crazy. Quote, <laughs> don't get this, crazy. This passage does not give parents blanket authority to kill yeah, their right. children. I'm reading that and I'm thinking like, woo. <laughs> what do you mean blanket? Like you could smother them under a blanket then? <laughs> is that what he means? As if children are like, wait, as if parents rather are like, man. If only I had a blanket authority to kill my children. Oh, gosh. Now, instead, I have to feed them and clothe them and love them unconditionally. (laughs) (laughs) No, he goes on. He says, they must follow the proper procedure in order to have the death penalty executed against their children. What what fucking defective (laughs) human being (laughs) is going to say, you know, I'm going to follow, you know, fucking markers again? That's it. There's procedures for this motherfucker. That's it. I'm hauling you into court. I'm going to stand in front of a judge and I'm going to say he disrespected me. He was he was he was rebellious in my house and uh, we have to kill him. We judge we've got and some judge is supposed to stand there and say, oh, yeah, he does sound like a little shit. Let's uh, let's not give him a chance to grow up and mature. (laughs) Let's fucking kill him. So it can serve as an object lesson to other children? Yeah, and again, like if you're four and five years old, what are you, watching the nightly news? You're like, oh, I better watch the nightly news, see how many kids got killed today to see if I'm going to fucking piss my parents off. <laughs> and, what, and, and are you getting made fun of by the other parents who put their children to death by, because you coddle your kid and didn't put them to death? Right. All you did was beat them with hot irons. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a real Man, parent. You, your parenting is a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you must be one of those love-your-children parents. <laughs> what are you, some kind of fucking hippie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what kind of fucking last-resort parenting is this, too? Like, all I read this, and I'm thinking of uh, Ned Flanders, you know, from The Simpsons. At one point, uh, his parents drop him off, like, with uh, the reverend or somebody, and they're like... Hey, we don't believe in rules, man. I've tried nothing, and I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> I hear that playing in my head all the time. Like, I've tried nothing, and I'm all out of ideas. Kill the kids. And is this this guy is like a fucking, you know, a, a legislative candidate. Like, in Arkansas, a legislative candidate. <laughs> really? I, I, really? 
somebody had to say, that's our guy. Somebody hears this guy talk. Somebody picks oh. up this guy's book and is like, hmm, yes. Could you imagine yes. the debate? How do you get past that one point? The moderator would be like, can we please move on? And be like, no, motherfucker. We got to finish this. Yeah, this know. fucking guy is an idiot. Why do we even need to continue the debate? This is what he wrote down. This is what he thinks. He thinks kids should be put to death. Can we just fucking get this over right now, show of hands style? Right, no kidding. Like, raise your hand if you were ever a kid or if you currently have kids. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> if you it's were fucking, ever a kid. That's every single person? Yeah. Ra- raise your hand if you as a kid or your kids were ever rebellious. Oh, a lot of hands still in the air. Yeah. Going to kill y'all retroactively. There's no statute of limitations on this, motherfucker. Yeah, no no statute of limitations on misbehaving. Right. And how would that? That's actually another, like, that's, you know, the Bible doesn't have a statute of limitations. So could my dad come back to me and be like, listen, boy, I know you've been out of the house a long time. <laughs> but uh, I disagree with how you keep your lawn. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and, like, at what point can you just be like, whoa, dad. Dad, that was a long time ago, man. We're cool. We're cool. Ah! <laughs> Killed me. Killed me? What? You you seriously read a book that says you should, like, parents should kill disobedient children, and you nod your head thinking, well, that's my God. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the one. That's the guy. You're all sick! Oh, be nice! Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay! <laughs> What's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. This is from gay.americablog.com. Religious right attacks astronaut Sally Ride for being a lesbian. According to... I can't even say it. According to the Family Research Council, um, the American Family Association and Concerned Women for America... Um, Sally Ride may have developed cancer because she was a lesbian. So she may have gotten cancer of the lesbian. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not sure if you can get cancer in your lesbian. Yeah, you can. You, you can get it in there. Yeah. It's like bone marrow cancer. It's like, oh, where's that? Oh, it's in the bone marrow. Oh, what's she got? Oh, lesbian cancer. What's in the lesbian? That's where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And it's, it's you know, you read this article and there's parts of it where you're just like, they, they really thought that? One of the things, there's, there's a part where they're talking about exterminating homosexuals. And I'm going to read directly from this article. At the eight, at the nine, at 18, yeah, it's more 18, should be 18. At the 1985 Conservative Political uh, Action Conference, Cameron, and this is Paul Cameron, the Family Research Institute's leader, Cameron announced to all the attendees, unless we get medically lucky, in three or four years, one of the options discussed will be the extermination of homosexuals. Then he says, and then it says also, uh, this is from the News Telegraph, it says, at least twice Cameron has advocated the tattooing of AIDS patients on the face so that people would know that they were if they were meeting an infected person the penalty for trying to hide the tattoo would be banishment to the hawaiian islands of molokai i don't even know if i'm pronouncing that correctly a former leper colony in the event that a vaccine were developed to prevent aids cameron has proposed that homosexuals be castrated to prevent them from cheating on nature seems like a good guy (laughs) this is a guy who would kill his child 
you know? Free Hawaiian vacation! <laughs> it would be a gay paradise. I, you, you gotta love it. It's like, yeah, we're like... gonna send you, you know, we're just gonna send you to Hawaii. I'd be like, fucking, um, I got AIDS, can I go to Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> no, right? You'd be like, like the Native Americans are like, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You gave me a fucking dry, yeah. arid wasteland? <laughs> Give the homosexuals Hawaii? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you gotta get a face tattoo. <laughs> yeah, whatever, though. You know, like, the reason, the thing is, is if you hide it, they banish you. Right. So just don't well, get I it. Just be like, got- yeah, whatever. Oh, I have AIDS. No, I didn't get the tattoo. I just want, a, I just want the trip. Right, you like color yourself with permanent marker, but badly, yeah. <laughs> so it looks like you're hiding it. And they're just like, they're sending me to Hawaii. <laughs> then I'm gonna All I have wash to do my, is face. Crayola my face. <laughs> right, <laughs> like Mike Tyson's scared. He's just like, oh shit. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't have AIDS. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a punch I'm a, the family research council. Punch the white blood cells. <laughs> I'm going to fight him. And they said about Sally Ride, they're like, look, look, we went through all the obituaries oh, because God. that's how science is done. And we looked for lesbians that died early. And we concluded that she may have died early because she was a lesbian. That is not a, that's not thinking, man. Like, you can't just, that's not how thinking works. Yeah, it's works. definitely, well, it's thinking. It's just, it's just thinking uh, wrongly. Like that's, um, it's the it's correlation does not imply causation. I think I, I whatever I don't know fucking logical fallacies. <laughs> Call fucking skeptics with a K. They'll know which one it was. Yeah, this is uh, it, it. They they say like, well, most women live to be in their eighties, and she didn't. So there had to be a reason. Maybe it's because she's a lesbian. Or that's just how statistics work. Like some people live longer than eighty. Some people do not live to be 80. That is an average age. That's not like a minimum unless you fuck up. Like, you're not guaranteed. Yeah, it's not like fucking Logan's Run where we all have a fucking little (laughs) blinking dot on our hand that turns when we turn a certain age and we get killed. That's not how it works. You just live out your lifespan. And if your lifespan happens to be 60, then your lifespan is 60. But the thing is, is the people who are going to believe this, Tom, the people who they're going to say this to... And that are going to believe it. Those people, they you don't need to have facts or even logic on your side. They're just going to be like, no. yep, them gays live shorter lives. The Family Research Institute researched it. How would that prevent somebody from being gay? What is the purpose of that anyway, other than just to say, here is fuel for a fire of hate? Yeah, I don't know. Right? I mean, do, do, do you not be gay because of your mm-hmm. lifespan? I, I can't imagine. Imagine if somebody said, Cecil... If you stop being heterosexual, you get to live longer. Would you stop being heterosexual? Uh, you wouldn't stop being heterosexual because it's just – you'd be like, I'm just not attracted to the – I can't do yeah, that. I mean, shit, I remember when I was a kid and it would be like, yeah, you better stop smoking. You're going to have a shorter lifespan. I smoked for almost 20 years. That didn't <laughs> fucking affect me at all. I wasn't right. like, oh, man, I should fucking quit smoking. Never you know, the moment somebody said that to me, I didn't die the cigarette out. Right. You're, oh, geez, I hadn't thought of that. Psh. Yeah, the reason I stopped smoking is because I went up to $3 a pack. That's why I stopped smoking. <laughs> like, I stopped for economic issues, not for health concerns. Right. 
You know, like that's that. So that doesn't even make any sense to say. But again, it's just. But what it's saying is, is that it's like an unclean lifestyle, or it's uh, right. Exactly. You know, it's right. this yeah. is a God's punishment, or whatever you want to put yeah. on it, because because it's a fucking pick and choose way to to say that they're bad. Well, boys and girls, put your hand up if you've heard of the word evolution. So this is from TheBlaze.com, which is owned by Glenn Beck. I can't even believe that. GOP congressman calls evolution and the Big Bang Theory, quote, lies straight from the pit of hell. (laughs) For fuck's sake, man. Be more out of touch. That's all I'm asking you to do is just to be more out of touch, GOP congressman. From Georgia, by the way. Not saying it's a southern Jeez, state. How are these people in office or trying to be in office, Tom? I mean, really, this is a it's terrifying. Election season is the time when you find out about the the craziest shit that people say. I know. And and here's something this guy said. He said, I'm quoting directly from The Blaze. What I've come to learn is that it is a manufacturer's handbook. And he's talking about the Bible. Is the, is what I call it, he said. It teaches us how to run our lives individually, how to run our families, how to run our churches, and it teaches us how to run all the public policy and everything in society. And that's the reason, as your congressman, I hold the Bible as being the major directions to me of how I vote in Washington, D.C., and I will continue to do that. This guy needs to be fucking unelected. This guy needs to get the fuck out of office. Because he's fucking, you know, like, like Leviticus is your public policy? That's how you look at public policy? No. This, this guy is a medical doctor who sits on the House Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. And he doesn't respect science. He thinks the Earth is about 9,000 years old. He believes in a pit of hell. <laughs> like, I can't think of... Touche, you've I won mean, this round, Tom. Reflect. <laughs> you sub point, you're like, where'd that come from? Oh, uh, what? Uh, embryology. Oh, that came from hell. The pit of hell, actually. Not the, not the top no, part. No, no. The top part, that's where, Isn't like, it all kind alligators. Of a pit, I don't, well, yeah, but a pit has sides, right? I mean, it's got a, it's got a slope, because, like, the really bad shit, like, like, evolution goes down in the bottom. It's like saying it came from the and hill then, of hill. Like, right. you know, like, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Right, well, it's, it's like the Everest of the mountains, you know? It's like, well, it's still pretty high up there, but it's not, you know, it's like mosquitoes are toward the middle in there, and then, you know, like... Homework on a Friday is somewhere toward the top. <laughs> you know, it's annoying, but it's not really truly evil. But embryology, that's way down at the bottom. That's like that's like in Satan's toilet. That's like, right? It's got like a big fucking Satan poo sitting right on top of it. It's that far <laughs> <Satan> down. <laughs> what a, how is this guy on a science committee? Who did he have to kill to get on the science committee? Yeah, seriously, though, you've got, I mean, when you think the world is fucking 9,000 years old and you're running things in this country, and you know, like, like people are like, well, science doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, like, what he believes in science. It it matters how he runs the country. It's like, well, a lot of, you know, a lot of the way you think is informing your decisions on other things. And if you think that the fucking, that fucking book of fiction, that the myth you're holding in your hand is the fucking little, is our little rule book. You're doing all of the things wrong that you're supposed to be doing in government. All of them wrong. You haven't done a single thing right. You're probably sitting in your chair on your head. Yeah, it, <laughs> well, you know, it's all lies. Quote, 
to try to keep me and all the folks who were taught that from understanding that they need a savior. Wow. Wow. You think that the basics for all biology, like, like the fucking keystone to biological understanding and research is a lie to prevent people from thinking they need a savior. Like the, you're a doctor. People are going to go to you and need a help. And you're going to need to apply scientific principles in order to help them. I'm always shocked, Tom, when those people are doctors and they're like, didn't you, did it just fucking wash over you? Did you just go into class and put in earplugs when they were talking about all those things that go into scientific approach to medicine? Did that all just fucking like, because how do they even approach medicine? How do you, there's a lot of science, obviously, in to get your degree, to, to walk out of there. You've got to take a fucking ass ton of science, an ass ton of all the sciences. You've got to take chemistry, organic chemistry. You've got to take biology, physiology, anatomy. You've got to take, you know, a tremendous amount of just basic science classes. And that's just in the pre-med portion. And then once you get to med school, obviously there's just a fucking ass ton on top of that. So, so to go through all of that and walk away without a respect for the process, just, just to be like, eh but I got this book and it's so good and it's just one of them. And I know I read like 40 others and you know, I can, I can go to the lab and verify that. But this one, this one's in every hotel. So clearly winner yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, give you some information on how you can contact us through all the various methods that we are available. And we'll be right back after this. Want to contact cognitive dissonance? Visit them on Facebook. You can find the link at the website dissonancepod.com or type it in the Facebook search bar. Be sure to follow the guys on Twitter. Their handle is at dissonance underscore pod. The guys also post to Google Plus now, too, so check them out there. And if you'd like to email them, you can do so at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on the blog at their webpage or give them a call at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. And to everyone who listens, shares, retweets, or rates the show, Cognitive Dissonance would like to cordially thank you for all of your fucking support. PoliticalWire.com, nothing to do but read this. Lawmaker says, quote, some girls rape easy. Wisconsin State Representative Roger Rivard Father gave him this advice. He also told me one thing. If you do, just remember, consensual sex can turn into rape in an awful hurry. Because all of a sudden, a young lady gets pregnant, and the parents are madder than a wet hen. She's not going to say... (laughs) She's not going to say... It's good old barnyard wisdom. And she's not going to say, oh, yeah, I was part of the program. All that she has to say or the parents have to say is it was rape because she's underage. And he just said, remember, Roger, if you go down that road, some girls, he said, they rape so easy. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, some bikes steal easy, too, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is it. This is. This is an interesting episode, Cecil, because we have, like, worst person of the week 
is tough oh to come gosh, by. Oh my gosh, yeah, there's no way. You know, like if this were your religiosity, who would be your skunk dick? You, right. you would you I, would not be able to skunk dick. You'd be like, no. everybody's a skunk dick. All yeah, they're all skunk dicks. Skunk dicks. Skunk dicks all around. It's a skunk dick circle yeah. jerk. <laughs> <laughs> they're just shooting scent on one another. Yeah, I, I really just, I mean, when you when you hear what this person has to say, you're like, okay, you're you're a scumbag. The very concept that some girls rape so easy. I mean, how did that even come out of your mouth? Uh, and you're uh, quoting your dear old daddy. Right. Your dad gave you the worst sex talk I'm ever. kidding, right? Like, this is the worst birds and the bees yeah. ever. <laughs> See, like, well, when, a, when, a, when a guy well, really, really, really wants to have sex with a girl, he'll yeah, rape well, her. Well, when an underage girl and an older man love each other very, very kind of. <laughs> Wait, what, dad? And yeah, he well, rapes her forcibly. Then she says it's rape, and then you're in trouble for that because the parents are a wet head. I don't know. <laughs> have a sandwich. What? <laughs> I love that. Matter to what head? Got a hound in the hen house. <laughs> ding ding dilly ding ding do. <laughs> what a piece of human debris! What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh man. Oh shit. <laughs> Fucking. I mean, really. You know, like this is a guy who learned how to fuck by watching horses do it. Right. You know. It's like he watched the bull you... muscle his way onto, you know, the the cow, and he's like, yep, that's how you're going to have to do it, son. Some cows, they just rape easy. <laughs> you got to get yourself a practice sheep now. Let's yeah. go ahead and pick out a pretty one. <laughs> you got to get one with some good grabbing handles oh. on that fur now because they'll, they'll try, to, try to throw you off. You got I like that little chubby one over there. She's quick. <laughs> you know why it's eight seconds in a rodeo, don't you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a bad person. He's really such a terrible human being. And his dad is so terrible. And he's such a shithead. He doesn't even know his dad is fucking terrible. Like it's like at some point, you know, like everybody has like probably like you just at some point you realize at some it, it, like my dad gave me bad advice on that. Like I love my dad; he's a great guy. But every now and again, I'm, I'll think back and be like, my dad wasn't right about that subject. <laughs> and then, but it's never been like how girls are raped. <laughs> well, and then it's never because been in the public sphere either. Human. Like nobody's ever asked you, been like, what did your dear old daddy say about fucking raping girls? Well, let me tell you what my dad said. <laughs> Am I on the record? Because I'd like to say this on the record. <laughs> Dad'll be proud. Uh, uh, hey, Dad, did you read my quote in the paper? I remember that thing you said when we was out naked in the backyard. <laughs> If you're involved in the gay and lesbian lifestyle, it's bondage. It is personal bondage, personal despair, and personal enslavement. And that's why this is so dangerous. It's a very sad life. It's part of Satan, I think, to say that this is gay. It's anything but gay. This story is from Gay Star News. Because some stars just love other stars. Canada gay cure doctor arrested for sexually assaulting men. A Canadian psychiatrist to stand trial for sexually assaulting gay patients. He also used 
discredited aversion therapy on hundreds of South African lesbians and gays uh, army conscripts to cure them of their sexuality. It clearly doesn't work for you. This guy's head should explode. Yeah. Well, and this is this is exactly what happens, right? When you know these guys are so against homosexuals that what do they do? Well, they, you know, they're they're gays that are so self-loathing that they're trying to cure these other gays. But this guy clearly can't even stop himself from diddling his fucking patients. Right. And these were prisoners. These these were prisoners. You know, these are people. He's, he's like. He, he's not only a hypocrite, he's not only um, doing damage to the homosexual community, of which he is a member, whether he wants to admit it or not. Yeah, whether, yeah, whether he wants to admit so it or not. He's not only yeah. damaging a community, he's not only damaging a community he fucking belongs to, but then he's preying on an at-risk group of people, prisoners, who have limited access to resources and limited rights. He's just, again, terrible human being! Yeah, he's a, you know, again, another skunk dick. Here we go. He's he's fucking in the running here. And, you know, this guy will give that skunk dick a handy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All while lecturing him about the evils of homosexuality, yeah, yeah. right? He's like, okay, okay, come on my face. Now, this is bad. Don't do this. <laughs> this is bad. This You're is, not supposed to do this. Yeah, don't worry. I'll rub it in. It's cool. Don't, you know, I'm good with, with anybody that. else. But it's our little secret. Here's your Snickers bar. <laughs> God damn. But it, it this is always a lady doth protest too much, you know. Yeah. Every oh, it time. is. It it's is. Like, and and the the therapy that they give these people, I mean, this abuse. Oh, absolutely, it's abuse. Because he's sh- like, there, it, wasn't he shocking people at some point? Yes. Yeah, that's that's not a treatment for homosexuality. Like, you can't just you can't just zap the gay on people. It's not an yeah. energizer, buddy. That's not how it works. It's not. It's, you know, at some point you just want to say to people, like, this isn't TV. If somebody loses their memory from hit, getting hit on the head, you don't hit them on the head again. Like, that's, you don't cure it. You, you don't cure homosexuality by, like, zapping it out of them. You don't cure it. There's nothing wrong with them. I'm shocked that this happened in, in, in Canada. In Canada. Yeah, Canada's I know. A- well, you know, the thing is, is that is that a lot of these religious organizations, they have sway and can get this sort of therapy. There's only one state now, right, in our in, in the United States that that doesn't allow this sort of thing. So you can get therapy right. uh, for being gay in our country, too. So, you know, it happening in Canada isn't a big surprise. It's like, you know, you can do this sort of thing in other places under the guise of religion. You know, and. And this guy also uh, performed chemical castration on people. That's that shit's fucking permanent in some cases. Permanent. He's like, well, I'm just gonna ruin you physically yeah. and emotionally. That's fucking ridiculous. That's a great guy. Yeah, awesome. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. See, so I gotta ask you a question. When you were a kid, did you ever read Highlights magazine? Highlights. <laughs> Read Emphasis on lights. It's uh, I, I read highlights. I also read zoo books. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I didn't grow up in Tunisia because, according to the BBC News, Tunisia Children's Magazine prints petrol bomb guide. Hmm. Basic- Is it a connect the dots? Is that is that how you figure out? It's what like the fucks in the you know, word connect jumble. Connect the dots on these flaming bystanders. Right. <laughs> it's just like, 
It's it's it like you're connecting the dots and they just end at the neck because they're all beheaded. Yeah. You're just like, oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. oh. It's like it's like color by numbers, but they're all fire colors. Right. It's all red. It's just red. Pools it, of blood. Red, yellow, orange. That's it. That's all you have to do, you know. It's a real easy watercolor. Can you imagine the editors sitting around the table like, okay, so we need a word jumble and a scramble. Um <laughs> We need to tell the kids about some sort of animal, and then we're also going to need a project that their parents can help them put together. <laughs> like an arts and crafts, like um, Mollet of Cocktails. Yeah, let's do Mollet of Cocktails, because if it goes right, they commit arson. Right. And if it goes wrong, they catch on fire. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, it's better than the nail bomb issue. Right, the nail bomb issue <laughs> sold out very quickly in parts yeah, of the world. Though. Yeah, Just, that, that was a good one. It was yeah. a hit. It was uh, explosive sales on that explosive one. Explosive <laughs> Boom, it's off the shelves. The kids were dying to get them. <laughs> terrible. That's terrible. I love the idea that, that you're, you know, you, you break out your magazines. You know, like when I was a kid, it was like how to make a paper bag puppet. Well, and, and this is in their, their magazine's knowledge corner. Knowledge it's corner. It's in their knowledge corner. <laughs> how to make a petrol bomb. Because God hates infidels. They probably have a section like the little misogynist corner, too. Right, yeah. I'm sure it's like, you know, get started now. Beat your prospective wife. Here's how to order. Yeah. I don't know. It's And that's like, what's in the back of this magazine? You know, in the back of like boys' life, like I got boys' life because I was a Cub Scout and a Weeblow and what have you. So, like, I got Weeblo. boys' life. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's I know, I know. But uh, like, you get you get. I got boys' life, and then in the back of it, like, it was you know, you could buy X-ray specs, and you could buy you know, what's in the back of this thing? Oh, mom, I saved up forty coupons from my fucking Campbell soup. Can I get an AK forty-seven? <laughs> Campbell soup. <laughs> Sorry, it's 45 Campbell's Soup labels. Yeah. What do you think I'm made of Campbell's Soup labels? <laughs> <laughs> Campbell's Soup labels don't grow on trees around here. <laughs> you can't get your AK-47. <laughs> You're like sitting outside waiting for it to come like your fucking Dakota ring right. from the Christmas story. So the guy comes by and just shoves it halfway into your mailbox. It's, it's wrapped, but it looks exactly like an AK-47. It's Cramming it in your mailbox while the kid's dancing back and forth. It's been six to eight weeks. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm all out of petrol bombs. The complaints from the parents must have been awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, fucking evil magazine hotline. Yeah. Uh, listen. I'm on fire. <laughs> all my kids are on fire again. Can you revise knowledge corner to be first aid corner? <laughs> Sir, all you have to do is take the magazine away from him and fan the flames. <laughs> so we got a voicemail. I'm Tom, I'm not gonna play the whole thing because um because the gentleman leaves his his number for us to call him. So I don't want to play play the whole thing, but I will play part of it. Um and we can't Go. We can't do the Google Voice translation because Google Voice did, had the translation unavailable. But I want to play the voicemail now. Hey guys, this is Jason in Chicago. Uh, I finally got through uh, your library, and uh, I love the show. I just want to say thank you very much. Listen, I uh, I live in Chicago in Lakeview, and I believe one of you lives uh, in the area. 
thought it was a great idea that uh, Dillahunty kind of, they, you know, they do their weekly meetup or how often they do the show at a local restaurant. And I didn't know if that was something you guys would ever be interested in and in getting local people together and, you know, just discussing topics and stuff like that. I know you both have wives. You're probably very busy, but uh, it's just an idea. We want to thank Jason for sending the voicemail in. Jason, just so you know, um, I am planning on attending something locally uh, very soon uh, in Chicago uh, at uh, DePaul's Lincoln Park campus uh, on Carl Sagan Day. Uh, There is going to be a speaker for Carl Sagan's day uh, there. I'm going to be going to that. There's a couple other Chicago skeptics that are going to be going to that. So if the Chicago skeptics come out, um, I know I, I will probably be there. A couple other people that are fans of the show will be there. Um, just to sort of just sort of show support to Carl Sagan day. Um, I know that you said to show up and do stuff after shows and whatnot, but um, it's totally different with the atheist experience because they have a live show and they can be like, hey, we're all going to the thing afterwards and then they can do it. With Tom and I, it's like we're recording this right now it's 10.45 Midwestern time on Thursday <laughs> evening, and that's not a conducive time for either of us to go out and get a drink. Right, and we're separated by 30-some miles. Yeah, we do know. this over Skype. We don't do <clears throat> right. this in the same room, so right. yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult. But we, you know, we appreciate it. Whenever we go out, though, into the, into the public sphere, though, we'll let you know. And I know that Tom and I both really want to do more Chicago skeptic things. There's a skeptic group. We want to get more involved with it. Um, this is just my first uh, my first attempt to get involved with it, uh, and there's going to be more in the future. And whenever we show up places, we'll let you guys know so we can uh, we can have those discussions that you guys are looking forward to. So we got an email from John. Uh, John had uh, recently uh, left the Christian faith. Uh, the Christian he says he's not an atheist, but he's uh, he's sort of left the church, and uh, and he sent us uh, a letter. That uh, that came, that he sent along to his pastor, and uh, and we want to thank you, John, for uh, for sending that along to us. We read it and we both uh, we both thought it was great. So uh, so good luck on the, on the new uh, I guess denomination change. Yeah, that's and I thought your letter was very well put together, um, and I'm curious if you got a response. So let us know. We got an email from Mitch in South Carolina, Tom. Uh, South Carolina is uh, is chiming in, and we, we definitely, um, I think, took a couple blows at the South this time, so <laughs> we want to say thanks. It's all in to, good fun. To Mitch from, uh, from South Carolina. He said he found us, Tom, on the Atheist Experience. I discovered your podcast through the Atheist Experience. He says, Mitch, we just want to know how. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that you found the show. Thank you for listening. Um, we're always curious to find out how people... Like what avenues people uh, come to the show by, because that helps us uh, reach out and do things to try to, uh, you know, get the show exposed to other people. If you heard about it through the atheist experience, I am very curious too. Um, yeah, how'd that work? Yeah, and, and and then we also like to reach out too to those people and thank them, and also right. also try to help them out too in any way we can. So if you found us in an interesting way, let us know, uh, Mitch. Let us know how the atheist experience turned us on, turned you on to us. We got a email from Nick from London, Tom. We did. I like Nick's email. Um, he says, and it's short, so I'll read it. He says, uh, funny how, sh- how they shut down the wizard healers, but the main response in your country to addiction is to court mandate people to attend a 12-step group. Um, actually, our main step is just to throw their ass in jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put them in a drug court. Right. 
Um, an organization that says addiction is a disease and the only cure is belief in God. Let me repeat that drug abuse is caused by moral defects which can only be cured by confession in God and being entirely controlled by your invisible friend. This is the way the state mandates a cure for disease through faith healing. Um, it's an interesting point that you bring up, Nick. Uh, thank you very much for the email. Yeah, they'll just throw your ass in prison. I mean, that's that's, yeah, that's, one of the, that's, 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 that's how we deal with addicts. A lot of addicts wind up there because they don't get arrested for the addiction. They get arrested for all the things that we don't provide to help them deal with the addiction. Absolutely. So they get, ar- yep. they get arrested for the stealing or the, uh, the extortion, <clears throat> whatever they do to get a hold of those drugs because we don't bother to treat addiction in this country. No. I saw a graph today, Tom. It was, it was just amazing. It showed that... Since 1970, drug addiction rates have, have remained around 1%, but our spending on the war on drugs has, has topped over $1.5 trillion. That's so that'll tell you something about what the war on drugs is doing. All it is doing is taking money out of the American people's pockets and just spending it willy-nilly. Yeah, and it's incarcerating people for... No fucking reason. For no yeah. reason at all. We have <clears throat> no a huge drug population population in prison now because of it. And it's it's a ridiculous yep. idea. I you know, they need to start really paying attention to drug laws and start start uh start lessening sentences and start getting people treatment, stop spending money feeding and housing these people and start spending money paying for treatment that actually works. Yeah, no nonviolent victimless crimes like drug possession. Fuck that noise! You're gonna yeah. go to fucking jail for that? Yeah, give me I don't a break. Pay That's a ticket. It. I don't. And yeah. I, you know, I'll be honest. I really don't even care what the drug is. <clears throat> yeah, I don't either. Why is it even a ticket? It's like I have a thing. Okay, well, are you committing any crimes? No. I don't care that you got the thing. What do I yeah, care? Yeah, you know what? You you're right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're right. if you're stealing, we have a law to cover that. If you're driving crazily or, or under the influence, we got laws to cover that. Why do I care that you are that that you enjoy? Or don't enjoy, you know what? What do I care? It makes no difference to me. We got an email, Tom, from uh, from our biggest fans, Marvin and Noreen. Marvin and Noreen braved terrible shirts back in the day, <laughs> and they took a picture of it and sent it to us. Uh, it was very nice of them to do. They just took a screenshot of of their phone and said uh, they they got a friend of theirs, I think uh, someone by the name of Chris, to listen to our show. Uh, they, the, they're sort of infecting people with our show. We want to thank Marvin and Noreen. They said, uh, um, they're looking forward to getting new t-shirts from the new company. I did want to say, you know, if you, I mean, I would love to somehow replace those shirts, but you know, we're not made of money, so we're not going to do it. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, but But the thought is what counts. If the the thought thought is what counts, counts. I would replace those shirts if I could, but, um, but if you're interested in getting shirts, remember that we have brand new t-shirts. All you need to do is go to our website, um, on our website's main page, there's buy a merchand- buy, buy our merchandise. You can click that uh, that image, and it'll take you to our indie merch store. You can also do it on Facebook. There's a store tab at the very top of the page. Um, and we have white and black shirts in both boys and girls now. So the men have their sort of round barrel shirts, and the women have their nice form-fitting booby shirts. And, <laughs> and they're, they're American apparel, uh, evidently, so the women's shirts are a little more expensive. Um, we get the same cut. It's just that uh, that because the shirt quality, I guess, is higher, that and the women's shirts have to be like fitted to 
boobies and such, we have women's and men's shirts up available now. And it's a great way to support the show. Tom and I see a significant portion of that money. So if you're looking to buy a thing and would like to support the show, you get a thing and you support the show at the same time. It's a win-win. We want to say hi to, uh, this is, I think, our first email from Poland. And this is uh, Camille. Camille? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, It's that person from Poland. It's our Polish listener. Our Polish listener the one. found us through Andy Wilson's Incredulous podcast. We've gotten a couple of emails from uh, people who found us from Incredulous. Thank you for listening. We're glad to, to, to have you as a listener. Yeah, and I want to say something, too. You know, Tom, I look at our numbers, and our numbers in the United States and in Canada, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're substantial. You start looking at the, one, the other countries that are, are getting this podcast. UK's up there. Australia's up there. New Zealand's up there. You know who's like number three is Sweden. Crazy. I haven't heard from a single Swede. That's I, how can we have such a vocal contingent in New Zealand yeah. where the population <laughs> is like, right. I mean, New Zealand, there's like 12 people in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that. I mean, it's Mordor for God's sake. Yeah, no we have kidding, listeners right? Listeners yeah. in Mordor, Sweden. We need to hear from you. Yeah, we haven't heard anything from Sweden, but we want to thank um, Central Poland or Central Europe and Poland. We, you know, we love to get emails from new places, so that's <clears> great. Thank you very much for sending it. Uh, and you know, also Central Europe. But hey, how about Central America, Nebraska? Willard sends an email. We want to thank you, Willard, uh, for uh, for sending an email. Now he talks about how our our music, which is not our music, it's called Adrenaline uh, Adrenaline Electronica, I think is what it's called, and it's it's free music that you can use. It's it's basically pod safe music that was I think it was included in either Garage Band or Pro Tools or something like that. I I've I've gotten it in the past, so it's a free music the the the, the theme music we use. Um, but it was used in a commercial for Ruger rifles. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think Especially that's great too. Especially because I own a Ruger. <laughs> yeah, you do own a Ruger, <laughs> don't you? Own, oh, you did own two. You I, owned two for a while. Briefly. Right. Briefly. We also want to say hello to South Africa and Brett. Uh, yeah. It's it's pretty cool that uh, that somebody uh, from South Africa is contacting us. Yeah, that's kind of awesome because we now clearly have six of the seven continents. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> If if I could get like a researcher in Antarctica, I yeah, could die. Yeah, that would be happy. awesome. Well, no, somebody's just gonna lie now. Tom. I know. I know. We're gonna There's get gonna it. Like, you know I totally. I'm researching John Carpenter's The Thing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hello, I am a penguin. All of our penguin listeners say hello. <laughs> I hope somebody sends us a picture with them with like a strapped-on beak on their face. Be like, yes, I am a penguin. I am an Antarctica. Well, Got to go. Killer whales are back. Yeah. <laughs> They're in like a tuxedo <laughs> with a fake beak. That'd be awesome. So we want to thank everybody for listening again. I, we, I, we want to thank our sponsor one more time, Audible. Remember that if you want to support the show, you can always go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash dissonance pod. Download your free audio book. Uh, the more people who do this, the uh, the more Audible will come back to us month after month to uh, to sponsor our show so if you're interested in helping out the show that's that's what's one way to do it so tom uh this this wraps up another um very 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 mediocre episode and uh (laughs) and we will leave you as usual with the skeptics creed 
Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs> <laughs>